FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to the giant-sized episode 50 of the podcast that goes snicked. I'm your host, Jason Minowal, and I have with me Denise Seibert. Hey everybody. So we got a uh, pretty special episode lined up for episode number 50. Also, Is that like after school special? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it also kind of coincides. It's a little bit late in the month for the actual birthday of the podcast. It was about a uh, week, week or two ago. Give or take. Yeah. But I figured it's the same month. It's close enough. And since I knew 50 was coming up, I decided to combine them. And so this podcast is going to celebrate not only the 50th episode, but also the first anniversary of the podcast, which I'm pretty stoked about. I would say so. Yeah, so uh, what are we doing for episode 50? Happy birthday. Well, get your party hats on, folks. And the noisemakers. We're watching X-Men. The movie from 2000. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, which will, of course, feature the first on-screen perform, um, interpretation, performance, whatever, of Wolverine. By Hugh Jackman. So, by Hugh Jackman, yeah. And so I feel like that's pretty exciting. Um, that's darn exciting. Yeah. So anyway, this episode is going to be long enough. What we're actually going to do is um, a movie commentary. Uh, I would encourage you to bust out your DVDs and your Blu-rays. Or if you dare I say have... your VHS. Oh. <laughs> but it probably won't quite work if you're on VHS. Because yeah. A, it's time to move out of your grandma's basement. <laughs> yeah. And B, we're going to be starting from the start menu and you're going to have a hard time finding that on your uh, tape. So, Rewind, yeah. be kind. Right. Anyway, um, we're going to... We're going to jump right in and get going so this episode doesn't go on forever. <laughs> ever, ever. So, yeah, you know, I kind of, I kind of goofed a little bit. I was hoping to get everybody that had ever been on the podcast on this episode, but... Schedule conflicts. Well, but it's kind of my fault, though, because instead of, like, thinking of this months ago and recording it and just kind of sitting on it until it was time, I thought about this, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> And I just didn't really have enough time to get everybody in to get it and have it still be the 50th episode, which I really wanted to do. Maybe that's shallow, maybe it's not, I don't know. But I thought it was special and I wanted to commiserate it. So, so anyway, uh, but so Denise and I will make it as is... fun and entertaining as possible. Yeah, and, um, so basically what he's saying is you're stuck with us. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck with me. And I feel like everybody that listens to the show listens to the people that are that are on here that aren't me. But, um... Because <laughs> the episodes where I have guest host or co-host always have a lot more downloads. Well, that's because I'm the token girl. Yeah, and Cameron's just awesome, and Andrew was awesome, too, so... Yeah, it's because I'm the token girl. No, you're you're awesome besides your tokenness. But anyway, enough, enough bullcrap. Let's get to the movie. So here's what we're going to do. I have... You may actually hear like that taking off rocket sound faint in the background a Boeing 747 that is on the start menu now I am 
I have not upgraded my X-Men collection to Blu-ray yet. Blasphemy. Yeah, I'm still... It looks it looks good enough on the HD TV and through the Blu-ray player that I just haven't felt the need to spend the extra $40. But um, so I'm on the DVD. There is a slight chance if you're watching on Blu-ray, there might be like a second or two second difference in the switch between the start menu and the start of the movie. But we're going to start at the start menu. We're going to count down. And we're going to hit play movie and we're going to go from there. Hopefully everybody can be at least close enough that what we're saying, pointing out, joking around, going goo goo gaga over whatever, that it'll make sense of what you're watching. Because I really think you, you can probably, I've listened to podcasts like this before where I wasn't watching the movie and I still had a good time. But you'll probably have a lot more fun if you uh, if you pop the, the movie in yourself and actually follow along. So that would be my recommendation. Anyway, um, let's get to it. We've wasted enough time on introductory bullshit, so let's do it. We are going to start X-Men from 2000 in 5, 4, 3, 2, you know, <laughs> just kidding. You know, if, if you listen to this and you don't have the movie ready and you want to watch, just in case you don't know, just pause the podcast Get the movie ready, and then come back and listen to the countdown, which I will begin anew right now. Baby, I think they know that. I'm just, hey, spelling it out. We've had some situations today, getting ready for the wedding, where our things needed to be really spelled out, so it's just, I'm in that mood. Okay. So, anyway, so the countdown starts now. For real. For reals. Five, four, three, snicked. One. So we are starting the movie. The start screen is going away. We're in the danger. No, we're not. Uh, not in the danger room. Cerebro. The door to Cerebro is Actually, opening. There is no danger room in this movie, is there? I don't think so. I don't think. I won't we lie. Ever so when's the, the danger when's room? the last time you you watched this? Like when he came out. Oh wow! You haven't watched it in a long. That's yeah. like thirteen years. Um, I've seen it about probably five or six times since it came out, but the last time was probably like a good six or seven years ago. I, mean, I may to... have caught snippets like when it's on cable. Well, but... right, right. I've definitely seen it on TV, but as far as from start to finish. Anyway, you hear the uh, THX sound, so you know you know you're in for some good audio. The screen is going black. Uh-oh, what's going to happen? We get the 20th Century Fox drum roll. Which I won't lie. Every time I hear this to this day, I still expect for the John Williams Star Wars theme to come right after it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I can't separate the two. Oh, the X stayed lit up. Yeah. I forgot about that. So we get this fancy fireworks uh, intro screen. We got uh, Professor X monologuing over the beginning of the movie here. And he's discussing evolution yeah, and how and mutants, mutants kind of came about. Yeah. So we get this like CGI uh, chromosome thing. Of course, X-Men is a 20th century Fox movie and Fox still owns all the movie X stuff. 
I wouldn't expect Marvel to get that back anytime soon. I think Fox is going to hang on to that for a oh, while. yeah. <laughs> Years. Yeah. Oh, just by the way, they just recently announced uh, plans for an X-Force movie. That was going to be the next leg of the franchise. Interesting. All right, so we've got some mud and some rain. And some really old shoes. Yeah, we kind of kind of They're kind of vintage <laughs> It's not really vintage if it's from the actual time. Well, period. that's true. <laughs> So we see we're in Poland in 1944. Concentration camp? Yep. Which I won't lie. Uh, well, I'll, I'll wait a second on this. You got the... Uh, the Jews in the concentration camp. And you see lots of abuse going on. There's a kid who's very concerned about what he's seeing. So the first time you saw them, noticing they're all numbered. Yeah, yeah, the the number tattoos. They're not the, people anymore. Right, they're, they're inventory. Right. Yeah. Kind of the atrocities of wartime Nazism. The Nazis are trying to separate families. Some people are work able to work. Some are just um, probably going right to the um, gas chamber. And we see a very distraught boy. And a very distraught mother. Yes. He's been separated from his parents. So when you first saw this, I mean, we go to an X-Men movie, it's a modern comic movie, and it starts off in World War II. Were you thrown for a loop, or were, did you kind of know? No, I kind of knew that they were, there was some sort of background that right. was needed. Oh, badass. The, the metal fence has yeah. now been pulled. And the little boy's reaching out for it. Right, and all the troops are like sliding as he's pulling himself towards the fence, and the fence towards him. And they knock him out with a gun and everything, everything falls down. I won't lie, um, there's lots of cool Magneto stuff in the comic book, but this to me, this scene is still like in my head, the definitive origin of Magneto. Like yeah, it, the fence just mangled. Yeah, and it looks awesome. It's just very compelling, very um, evocative. You can get lots of emotion out of it. I really love that scene. Now we're in suburbia. To another um, origin in Meridian, Mississippi, the not-too-distant future. We have Anna Paquin. Um, planning a road trip with her bow. Well, they're not really planning it together. She's just sort of giving her dreams, right? Right, yeah, I think so.
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's going in for the kill. Got him trying to get lucky. She's nervous. She <gasps> does a really good job in this scene, I think, of looking like a teenage girl about to get to first base for the first time. Right. And uh-oh. His face gets all veiny. Yep. <laughs> And of course, uh, she starts freaking out. Dad has an awesome mustache. A porn stash. Well, you know what? This is in the not-too-distant future from the year 2000. This movie predicted the hipster revival of the mustache. Okay. <laughs> Now I see Fomka Jensen giving a speech, a lecture. And they're kind of explaining how the mutations come out during puberty, during high levels right. of stress. Which, yes, which is from the comic book. Right, which also explains, you know, the kid being pulled away from his parents and her, you know, getting her first kiss. Right, which is all aroused. Yeah. Kicking those mutant genes into high gear. So we got some argument in the uh, Senate room here. So the, the deal for this movie, kind of the backbone, is Mutant Registration Act, which of course is from the comics, and it's about the government wanting mutants to register and identify themselves and their powers and Sort of like sex offenders. Yeah, kind of. Well, obviously that would be very demeaning considering the mutants don't feel like there's anything wrong with themselves. And of course you have... The filibuster. Yeah. Well, and what I find interesting about this movie is I feel like in a way it touches on racism. Oh, very much so. But the X-Men in general, even like from the 60s, were kind of an analogy in a lot of ways for civil rights and the comics today tack- for years tackled a lot of stuff and been kind of ahead of the curve as far as dealing with like homosexuality you know stuff like that that's one thing I've always been really proud of as an X-Men reader and there's definitely like the, uh, the types and analogies you see that compare to civil rights both racially and gender equality and all that stuff. And we see a dark figure leaving. We see Professor X. I like how he has X's in his wheelchair wheels. How do you know they're not crosses? This is the X-Men. Giving you a hard time. <laughs> so of course Patrick Stewart is Professor X. I don't remember the guy's name. I guess I could IMDB it real fast. He plays Senator Guy Rich. Now, I never understood why Professor Eggs never wheeled himself anywhere. You ever notice that? His, His chair's hands, electric. Right. In the movie. His hands work, so why didn't he just... I like this kind of confrontation. I mean, Magneto knows that Professor X is trying to read his mind. That's a good line. I will 
says, I'm looking for hope. And I ask only one thing in return. Don't get in my way. Dun, dun, dun. We are the future, Charles, not them. We are the future. Yeah, so you kind of get the two opposing ideologies. Professor X wants everybody to be together, cooperate. Magneto's like, you know what? They put us down, we're going to rise above it. We're better than they are. Yeah. This is it. So we're in Alberto, Can not Alberto, Alberta, Canada. And we see our mutant from Mississippi getting out of a truck. She's come a long way from home. <laughs> She's surprised that her destination is so uh, podunk. <laughs> and backwoods. Yeah. And of course, like any truck stop, there's going to be a cage fight. Of course. I mean, down the street at the racetrack, we missed out on one. <laughs> There's a guy being dragged out. Yeah, he got his ass beat. And we have it. Our first on-screen appearance of Wolverine. We see his back. He's drinking some whiskey. But we don't know that he's the Wolverine yet. <laughs> so uh, they warned him not to kick Wolverine in the junk. And he'd get mad. Oh, and he oh. just tried to punch Wolverine's hand. Yeah, of course he's got adamantium skeleton. And he's just beating the shit out of this guy. And he's got his dog tags. You know, he that looks was missing awesome. in the first movie. I mean, in the in the movie oh, we yeah, just watched. Oh, yeah. I guess he kind of given those days up. We don't, but no, they weren't. They were in the little memory box he had. Oh, that's right. Where he had the picture of Gene and all that that's stuff. That's right. He just didn't wear it. Right. Tipping is not a city in China. <laughs> Love that. Nice. You know, I should have written that when I waited tables yeah. on my tickets. <laughs> well, she's eyeballing the cash. Which, they ain't good. There's Canadian dollars in there. Yeah. i very authentic. I was. I love his jacket. Yeah. Well, he's got the cigar, which is in the comic. Now, his hair's a little cheesy. It's a little more comic-y in this first movie. Yes. Very stylized. And trying to make those fins and stuff. So we're talking about the UN now, I guess? Yeah, the news is on. And they're eyeing each other, and I've never understood if they actually knew that both of them were mutants. I don't think so. I think Wolverine was trying to figure out what she was doing there. 
and this rough house. So the guy that Wolverine trashed is really pissed. Well, and he wants to know. Yeah, he says, he, I know what you are. He wants his money back. Oh, it should have been the middle finger claw. It comes out. You see, I love that. The first time you see the claws are all different. I love the middle finger claw. <laughs> I did love that camera's per- perspective. Yeah, and the claw coming out right at you. That was awesome. Yeah. So the first time we see the claws is amazing. And when we're in, cuts the gun in half. I love this this scene. I don't like his foot stance. It looks like he has to pee. Well, he's facing claws two different ways. Yeah, a great, a great first scene from Wolverine. I love this. From the fight to the barn, him trying to relax. No one lets him. Just he's storming just, out. He's just a guy who can't find any peace. Very much fits. Like, uh, Jackman just nails it. I love the car he drives too. <laughs> yeah. It seems like a very Wolverine. It does, yeah. It's a piece of shit truck with a camper on the bang. Yeah. We get this thing where he's like massaging his fist. Not something we see a lot of in the comic book. Was... No, but I think it lends to the fact that it does hurt when they come out. Oh, yeah, you're 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 burying the weed on that one. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Just one of my favorite lines comes up here pretty soon. I mean, see, he's got the motorcycle and the trailer. And Wolverine's staple is, is his hog. Of course, Wolverine's heightened senses. He can hear someone in his trailer. He just pokes at it. <laughs> Love that. What the hell are you doing? I'm sorry. I needed a ride. Thought you might help me. Get out. Where am I supposed to go? I don't know. You don't know you don't care. Pick one. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I saved your life. No, you didn't. You owe me. How? I, she saved his life. She owes him. Or he owes her. How, how does she save his life? Because in the bar, when the guy comes up with the knife, she yells, look out. Oh. Which, of oh. course, it wouldn't have mattered. Right. Don't know or don't care. Pick one. <laughs> Love that. So Wolverine's nice. He gives Rogue some uh, food. Looks like beef jerky. Yeah. Well, what does Wolverine eat? A bunch of truck stop. Yeah. Crap. Now I love how she she gave herself her own name. Right. She she sees the Wolverine dog tag. <laughs> it looks great. It just needs a woman's t- touch. Right. 
<laughs> she jumps when he tries to touch her. It's nothing I like the confusion of Rogue. Like she hasn't figured out what's going on with herself yet. When they come out, I love this. Does it hurt? Every time. Every time. <laughs> that to me, that's what I knew. When I watched Saw the in the theaters, I knew right there at that line that Jackman had na- nailed Wolverine. Three seconds into it, or five minutes into it. Yeah, when he when she asked if it hurt, he said every time. I was like, he knows, he understands this character. He's going to give me exactly what I want. And so far, he's delivered every time. Even the movies I didn't like as much, I've always loved him. Actually, this is one of my favorite scenes. When he comes flying through the windshield. Well, he goes flying, and he's limp. limp. With the crash chest dummy. (laughs) But then she wakes up. And just her reaction and his reaction and then the way he heals. Right. It's sort of like self-revelation between the two of them. Yeah. Wolverine starts to get up. I love the scenery here, too. Yeah. Well, she's... The wilderness and the snow. Well, and she knows, like, he should be dead. And but she's also realizing she can't get out. Yeah, she's stuck in the cabin of the truck, and the trailer's catching on fire. And he's and got a see big our gash. First, like healing factor of Wolverine in the movie. And she like right? about to flip out. Yeah. Of course, for me, this was kind of the first movie I ever saw Hugh Jackman in. But see, what's great is his senses. So I didn't he really notices know him the yet. tree. Yeah. He pops the claws. And that was a great camera angle. And Sabretooth comes out. Now, I didn't like this Sabretooth. And I have to say, the first time I saw it, I did like this Sabretooth. I, I liked this Sabretooth fine until I saw Leaf Shriver do it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this guy doesn't cut it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I love they actually show like him bleeding and healing when the claws yeah. come out. I love that. I do like how this saber tooth very much has a vendetta against Wolverine. And we see something else. Dude, he's got some caterpillar eye- eyebrows. Oh my goodness. We get a first look at Storm yep, and Cyclops. Cyclops. We get the optic blast right away. I don't like how Saber do like, I don't know, that jumping doesn't look, hold up. No. I remember it looking good back then, but. It, I like how Storm has, in this movie, has the Joe Mad haircut. Where she has the really, like, kind of anime bangs. Yeah. It's very much the way Joe Madgeria drew her. Well, I, I find that everyone in in this movie ha- very much has comic-like hairstyles. Yes. They tried pretty hard to, to please the fans, I think. I mean, even Rogue's yeah. you know, cape is very comic bookish. Yeah. Can we see Toad? What are you supposed to bring someone back with you? 
<laughs> Samarin just growls. Love that. Tone smirks. I love Magneto's shiny shirt. Yeah, and the Van Heusen. <laughs> we sold those at J.C. Finney. <laughs> I love that Magneto's. Was very in style in 2000-2001. I love Magneto's little, I don't know what those balls are called. Yeah, but they're just, there's no strings. He's yeah. just using his magnetism. And without even thinking about it. Well, I'm just talking to Ma- Sabretooth and... Oh, we got the dog tag somehow. Uh, I love this scene. Like, shows him relating to Wolverine. Right. Like, they both he, just he a was number. Made a number. Yeah. Of course, he looked at his uh, tattoo from the concentration camp. And we see his helmet. Yeah. Which is not bad. Pretty cool helmet from the movie. And the, the little balls that were. Yeah, Magneto you know, leaves and they just fall down. So the X-Men have brought Wolverine back to the mansion. And he's about to see Jean Grey for the first time. And she goes after his hand with like the soft touch. Let me rub his knuckles. Perfectly manicured fingernails. And we see her power. Instead of reaching over and grabbing the bottle and a syringe, she just floats it over to herself. Uh, that cut was a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that being so jumpy when I first saw it. I think they were trying to add suspense. Right. So, we, so already in two scenes, we see Wolverine without a shirt on twice. Yes. Keeping the ladies happy. But I love that he has no shoes on. Yeah. But it, I will admit, his hair is very fluffy in the back. Yeah, it is. Very wild. They went for a very feral look in this Yes. So and there's a lot of um, animal-like poses. I want to know who undressed him. Didn't Gene did it? Possibly. Oh, and he just saw the X-Men uniforms. Yeah. So what do you think of the uniforms from this movie? Um, I like the fact that they're all very similar because it shows them as a unified group. Right. Rather than just a different outfit, you know. Right. Oh, are we... Oh, jump in the secret elevator. Wolverine's very... He's very much like a dog. He is. Like, very animalistic, like, kind of panicky, but still trying to rely on his instincts. Almost well, very skittish in an unfamiliar situation. And what I'm noticing, I guess, you know, like, it's been 13 years since I saw this. (laughs) But, yeah, when he stops, he makes very animal-like poses. Right. I I forgot in this movie that we don't get any credits. Yeah, there were no. I haven't talked about really, I mean, I've talked about people as they've come up, but I haven't talked about the director or anything like that. I guess I'll save it till the end. All right, so we see our first little group of students. I wonder why Wolverine picked, like, the biggest sweatshirt they had. He just (laughs) grabbed one. Yeah. Now, how did he know there was a door there? He sensed it or smelled it. Good morning, Logan. Logan. He knows he's Logan. Very interesting. 
first this is our first kind of change because obviously uh can you pride is reused an x3 and it's uh juno ellen right. page I got a healing factor, bitch. Logan, I'd like you to meet Aurora Monroe, also called Storm. This is Scott Summers, also called Cyclops. So why yeah. do they have like multiple names? Why can't they just be like, my name's Logan? I got claws. <laughs> I believe you've already met Dr. G. Gray. So Halle Berry is Storm. Uh, James Marston is Cyclops. <laughs> What's a Magneto? <laughs> There's no history, I guess, in this movie. Yeah. That part kind of gets retconned. Yeah. So even in the movies, you get retconned. Because in the origin movie, of course, we know that Wolverine and Sabretooth knew each other for a long time. Yeah, you could. You but know. right off the bat, we get a Cyclops-Wolverine um, confrontation. And you could say, no prize, that Logan just wanted to get out of there. So he pretended like he or didn't know anything. He forgot. He doesn't have his memories yet. Oh. So that works. Okay. Oh, that's right. Which Professor in this X one, just talks about. Because I may be able to help you find some answers. He doesn't even know how he has the adamantium. Yeah. He's a blank slate at this point. He kind of smirks. He's, his curiosity is peaked. And again, teleporter. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be Colossus drawn on the notepad there. Oh, is I don't it? think it's the same actor that ends up being Colossus later. But I like this scene of the like clay pigeons with Cyclops and Jean Grey. The students are mostly runaways, frightened, alone, some with gifts She looks like she should be a Harry Potter. She does. Like your friend Rogue. Uh Jubilee. Can you pride with Rogue there? Oh, I didn't know that was Jubilee. Yeah, you can tell by the yellow trench coat from the cartoon uh, and the comic also. And then Iceman. Iceman and Pyro. Who, interesting enough, Iceman's a student instead of one of the X-Men at this point. That's different from the comic. Yes. And they no, he did a was, little Pyro switch though, from the second They change actors? I think so. Okay. Pyro has blonde hair in this one. Oh, uh, yeah. But to be fair, Iceman was the youngest of the original X-Men. So it's not too much of a stretch. Oh, he makes a little ice rose. I got jeans wearing red in almost every scene. Well, that's her, like, signature color, right? Right, yeah. With her red hair. Actually, her uniform a lot in the comic was green most of the time. Really? Yeah. Green with red hair. Of course, complementary colors. Yeah. So we find out, we're finding out kind of the background that 
the history of Professor X and Magneto are intertwined. They knew each other when they were younger. Now there's all Which, of course, goes that does tie into X-Men First Class, where they explore that a little more. Now, all those X-Men uniforms were hanging on mannequins. You think when they need them, they got to, like, undress the mannequin? I think those are probably just displays. Why would you Actually, display your uniform? Uh, for school tours, like this one. Oh. I was going to say, I'm going to display my next week's outfits. Put them by the front door. <laughs> this is where Professor X promises to help Wolverine discover his past. Now we, we've cut to the senator coming out. Yeah, an anti-mutant are, rally. Yeah. And see, looks uh-oh, like, the pilot's green. Oh, did no one notice that when he went through security? Right? When they're loading the guy in the plane? Your favorite gun registration, yes? Well, some of these so-called children possess more than 10 times... Can we get the comparison of mutant registration to handgun registration? And yeah, I don't like the stance, but that's a good line for yeah. that belief. Like, I don't see a difference. I just see weapons in our schools. Well, and it, this very much seemed like a real life like debate. Right. You know, it's going to be close. The whole world's going to be watching. We're going to have half of the people pissed off and the other half happy. Right. Send them to their own island. It's a war. It's the reason people like me exist. To be racist. <laughs> I'd push him out the helicopter. Right. Oops. Uh oh, and we get our first mystique. And mystique probably doesn't like him right about now. Which that transformation, uh, what do you think? You think that holds up? And she foot slaps him. Yeah, that went pretty lame. Thought she was going to break his neck at first. So Mystique's pretty much naked. Well, she kind of has to be. I mean, there's no point in wearing clothes. Because her skin is what needs to transform. Right. So I think this, her being naked was actually a good call. Yeah. And she was played by... Oh, the model. John Stamos's wife? Yeah. Or ex-wife? Or Rebecca Roman. Yeah. Yeah. And Wolverine gets yep, soft. Yeah, he's already smitten by Jean Grey. Couldn't wait to get my shirt off again. He starts trying to flirt with her. And she's having none of it. <laughs> now, I will admit... He's a whole lot buffer in the new movie than in this movie. Yes. He's still pretty cut here. He is. Didn't you say he has to eat chicken like nonstop? Oh, now he does, yeah. We find out he has adamantium bones on his whole skeleton. And Storm's like, how how do you survive? Healing factor... I like that part too, where they have no idea how old he is. 
So he's a giant mystery. Yes. A mystery wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a question. Wrapped in a tortilla? Ooh. <laughs> So our senator is um, in a cold place. He sees Sabretooth and says, wait a second, I don't want to go to the Metallica concert. Oh, and Toad has grabbed himself a snack. Oh, yeah, the, the feathers are still hanging out of his mouth. Toad has a wicked time, Senator. Just like you. Oh, he's wearing a mock turtleneck. I love it. <laughs> a little sweater. The stink's all hanging on him. So, did in the comics, do they have a thing? I don't... Stink has a thing with a lot of people, and so does Magneto. I don't recall them ever... Having their own I thing? Forgo- I could have forgotten it. That's a good line. Me and my kind, the Brotherhood of Mutants. Oh, so the team has a name, the Brotherhood of Mutants. His so chairs. I, the Kellen's Magneto is pretty dang awesome. Yeah. When I first saw the casting, I thought he was a little too old. No, I think he's perfect. Well, no, I, I think he is too. I was kind of hoping he would be a little bit younger before I saw the movie. Once I saw it on screen, I knew he nailed it. Well, he needs to roughly be the same age as Professor X. Right. You got it. McKellen looks pretty old. (laughs) I do love Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Yes. He's very zen, very calm. Like, his voice is very soothing. Right. Then we see Magneto's little machine. Which I never understood what this machine did. I don't remember now. It makes people into mutants? Because that's that his plan, right? Was to turn everyone into a mutant? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he turns the center into the slime ball. I don't really know how that works. It looks for people's latent mutation, I guess, and they already... Which is yeah, funny that he's know. a uh, politician and he turns into a slime ball. <laughs> a little on the nose there. I never thought about that. Together, together. The mutant powers tolerating Cyclops. And she's flirting. Uh, but I think she's trying to shut down his flirtation. Because he's like, what kind? You move things with your mind, what kind of things? Like, ooh, that sounds kinky. And she slams the door shut. It's like, This is so Wolverine. 
Yeah, but she's getting a little bit softer in her voice and trying to act. But that, that's from the comic, too, that she's in love with Scott, but she has an attraction to Wolverine. Yeah, you already know my stance. <laughs> Do I? Oh, I can't stand her. Oh, Jean? Yeah. Busted. Oops. And there with your boobs. <laughs> Again, she knows Logan likes her, and yet every chance she gets, she's shoving those things in his face. Right. That's a good line. Such a douche. Yeah, but that line was cool. If I had to tell you, she wouldn't be my girl, would she? And then he says at the end, "I know, stay away from my girl." <laughs> that's that's that is a perfect to me Wolverine Cyclops dynamic. I love it. I think Marston, who I think is a great actor, did a really good job with Cyclops. You see Wolverine having nightmares, which carries through all the movies. I mean, guess. I don't remember, but he's going to wake up with his claws, right? Yeah. He hurts her. And he's starting to see... I think Gene awoken somewhat subconscious when she read his mind. Yeah. And we're getting some scenes from the Weapon X facility. It's a very vague... Champagne shadowy and back flashbacks. And he actually stabs Rogue. I love the sound of his claws. Yeah, they're... The snicks and the snacks. He was Wolverine's like, can't believe what happened. Uh, Jackman just... He's Wolverine. But he's frozen. I like how Rogue actually kind of has the wherewithal to know how to solve this situation. Scott, grab a pillow. It was an accident. It looks like they just... I don't know, you, you know, you turn on the how, lights how did, and... <laughs> how did everybody know to run out? I guess they all heard Wolverine yelling. So I see that Rogue steals powers. So Rogue can technically kill Wolverine. At least in the movie, yeah. So, now see, that's the way to get rid of a singling factor. 
Just give it all to Rogue? Give it all to Rogue. Comic, <laughs> the new series right now can learn from that. Yeah, don't get me started. So we see our senator. And he's discovering he can squish himself. Yeah, it looks very Indiana Jones, Temple and uh, yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. It does with the eyeballs all gushing yeah. out. And then he's like, let's try it again. Ah, <laughs> uh, now your head's stuck. I love this, like, metal bridge. He's kind of got his ironically Nazi uniform on. Yeah, how many uh, how many times has he changed his uh, attire? At least three. He had the red shiny shirt. Right. The sweater. What the hell have you done now he has this one. Senator, this is pointless. Where would you go? Who would take you in now that you're one of us? So he made the anti-mutant senator a mutant. Sabretooth is trying to drag him back in, but... He just squishes right out. It's almost like, um... And he falls into the water. It's almost like his mutant... <laughs> I do love Sabretooth's face. I do like that he has the black eyes, too, like in the comic. I love this scene that's about to come up. He doesn't talk much in this movie. <laughs> oh, naked old man! <laughs> well, okay, so I've been trying, you know, I, we joked we called him a slime ball or a jellyfish. Right. But maybe that's exactly what he is. He's right. more jelly man. Yeah. Because he's kind of. Anyway, and then I'm like. He's kind oh. of clear. Like, he had gills. <laughs> so I think that guy was attracted to uh, the naked old man. That's yeah. why he kept squeezing out all the suntan lotion. Gross. Stan Lee. At the beach. Oh, yeah, there he is. There's our cameo. And you just steal some random person's yeah, clothes. Yeah, you know, you need some clothes. And nobody cares. Iceman being a prick. He's trying to talk Rogue into leaving, making her feel like shit. Which doesn't sound like a mutant Professor X thing to do. Well, not all the students are going to be perfect Professor X clones. Mm. 
Light Rogue's kind of alternative fashion sense, but it kind of works with their powers. But of course, we see it wasn't really Iceman. It was Mystique. It was Mystique with her yellow eyes. And they're still trying to figure out why Magneto's interested in Wolverine. How could you tell? Well, I am psychic, you know. <laughs> Where is she? Who? Rogue. She's gone. So now he sees Cerebro for the first time. I all the X-Men are hanging back and Wolverine just saunters on out there. Yeah, like he's, hey, let's check it out. So basically, Cerebro is, of course, the great, the great big mutant detection ball that Professor X can climb into. Ah, Magneto helped build Cerebro. Put on the funny helmet. Now, how does Logan know that he has to go back? He doesn't want to get radiation. <laughs> Have you ever used cerebral? No. It takes a degree of control, and uh, for someone like me, it's dangerous. Uh oh, Scott's finishing Gene's sentences. Yeah, they're a couple. This thing is huge. Like, where is it that it's so big? Well, he said it's in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> Their basement just spans like, like the this, size uh, of a mall. I like the way they depict it here visually. Yeah, they're just. Singer had a, a good vision for this. And he finds Rogue. She's at the train station. Where is it? A few miles west of here. Logan, you can't leave the mansion. It's just the opportunity Magneto needs. Listen, I'm the reason she took off. We have a deal. She's all right. And it looks just like Jackman's very thin. Yeah. Or maybe it's the way his hair is done. He's not as um, stubby as Wolverine. Of course, you know he's not going to stay put. What? Storm is very stylish in this movie. And Wolverine Jackman stole, stole Cyclops' motorcycle. And he sees a little something. Oh, too fast, too furious on two wheels. And he's loving <laughs> he's it. He's loving it, yeah. So Rogue's running away. She's on a train. Run away, train never coming back. One way out of one way track. Uh-huh. <laughs> And he catches up with her. He's got that nice tracking sensibility. When it rains, can he smell further? I don't know. Maybe. I'm sorry about last night. Me too. I like the bond 
you know, and in the comics, Logan kind of always has like a father-daughter relationship with different mutants. Mm-hmm. So. Rogue kind of fulfills that role in this movie. I, I like it. It's cool. It's like, oh, two Icemen. WTF. Yeah, I love Cyclops and civilian gear. It's like, I'm going to wear funny headphones. Well, it just cracks me up because it's like it, he's wearing Jordy LaForge's eye gear. Right. Data from Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, LaForge, the oh, little guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, Mystique sneaks into Cerebro. LeVar Burton. That's who played LaForge. Okay. So and she put in... something in Cerebro. You think I should go back? I think you should follow your First boy I ever kissed ended up in a coma for three weeks. It's a long time. That's some kiss. You think he thought it was worth it? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but it's the same with you. You think he had an erection the whole three weeks while he was in the coma? Probably not. Yeah. I love how they kind of look out for each other. Yeah. I like that a lot too. I thought Anna Pockman did a really good job in this movie. I'm not a huge fan of True Blood, but I thought she did. I thought she was a good rogue. Oh, is she in True Blood? Yeah. I think this guy Xavier's one of them. He's get Wolverine's giving his daddy advice. Yeah. Just made a bond. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell if the kid was making fun or being friendly. But I think the kid was being friendly. Like, yeah. you look funny, but I like it. Scampering up the wall behind him. Knocks off Cyclops' visor. So, what do you think of the optic blast, the way it looks in this movie? It looks a little hokey. I think it looks pretty decent. I mean, for what it's supposed to be. I love this scene of like Sabertooth's hair uh, getting all staticky and Storm's eyes go white. I, I love the way her eyes look. He gets shot with a lightning bolt. Prepare 
<laughs> I love how much shit Toad gives Sabretooth in this movie. It's awesome. And how in, in the comic book he can never get away with it. Sabretooth would just slice him open. Yep. Uh oh, magnetism. And Magneto's just slicing this train open like it's nothing. He's, he's taking a can opener to it. And he floats in in his uniform. Which looks pretty good, I think. I love the very first time this when he stretches the claws like that, you know yeah. it's gotta hurt so bad. And the very first time they confront each other, Magneto's already got a handle on how to beat him. Now what's interesting is is he puts him in a very Christ like pose. Yeah. Of course Wolverine realizes he's not the target after all. I got Magneto just when this magnetic power shoots the dart at her. That's really cool. <laughs> Did the police come? I do love how they have absolutely no fear. Yeah, I know they know they're like unstoppable. Put your hands up. Okay. I'll lift about all the cop cars while I do it. Takes all their guns away. And then points them back at them. This is pretty cool. It is very cool. Magneto is such a badass in this movie. And uh-oh, Sabretooth. Let them go. And Toad turn on Magneto. He should have got them a fucking helmet. Oh, he's controlling their mind. Yeah. Can't you read my mind? And he points to the helmet. What now? Save the girl. Oh, so Xavier can't... He can't get through the helmet. Whenever he has the helmet on. Is the helmet made out of adamantium? I don't think so, but that works in the comics, too. So that's, that's from the comic book. I like how Toad is wearing Cyclops' uh, visor on his head. He shoots the cop. Oh no, he doesn't. Do you think Magneto stopped the bullet or Gene? Uh, he says, I don't think I can stop them all. (laughs) 
I love Sabretooth's really long claws. So Mystique comes in with the helicopter. All the bullets and guns fall down. And now everyone needs to go home sure and change their pants. His, yeah, I'm about to say, pretty sure he peed his pants. And Wolverine's pissed. He had j literally just promised Rogue. He said he wanted me. I made a terrible mistake. His helmet was somehow designed to block my telepathy. Can't see what he was after till it was too late. Where are you going? I'm gonna find it. Wolverine's pulling his Wolverine. Running off half cocked. Very much like the comics. I like that yeah. a lot. <laughs> Fight with us. Fight with you. Or join the team. Be an X-Man. Who the hell do you think you are? You're a mutant. The whole world out there is full of people that hate and fear you. Line right from the comic book. I got better things to do. Protecting people that hate and fear them. Uncanny X-Men. Nice. You sure you're on the right side? At least I've chosen a side. Ew. Looking for Dr. Jean Grey. He looks oily. <laughs> Senator Kelly. I'm Professor Charles Xavier. I was afraid if I went to hospital, they would treat you like a mutant. <laughs> uh oh. You know. <laughs> so he's seeing things through the eye. I like how they put him in the scene. Thought that was cool. He's seeing it through the eyes of Senator Kelly, his memories. Yeah, I like how the, the way they distinguish is, it is he can walk. Right. And Senator Kelly stuck in the chair. And we see so, that somehow Magneto is using his blood to do this. So is he stabbing his hand or it just gets so hot he like oh. sticks to it? I don't know. The machine emits radiation that triggers mutation in ordinary human beings. But the mutation is unnatural. Kelly's body is rejecting it. His cells begin to break down almost immediately. 
What effect does the radiation have on mutants? It appears to be nothing. But I fear that it will seriously harm any normal person exposed to it. So what does Magneto want with Rogue? I don't know. Wait a second. You said this machine draws its power from Magneto. Oh, they're starting to figure it out. Yes. In fact, it nearly killed him. He's going to transfer his power to Rogue and use her to power the machine. Bingo! Yep. He doesn't care if Rogue dies for his cause. Yes. I'm here. Please don't leave me. She's like, ew, you're slimy. Right. I don't want to be alone. And he's oozing water. Yes, he is. He's like a little water balloon about to pop. Normal people. Sometimes. Why? I suppose I'm afraid of him. Well, I think you've got one less. To be afraid of. It's pretty gross. It starts turning into a water worm. He looks kind of like uh, Glob Herman from Wolverine and the X Men. He does, doesn't he? Well, and I, I've been sitting here wondering, like. Why why does he turn into water? But you know, our bodies are what, eighty percent water? Yeah, so when the cells broke down, like Gina was talking about. I'm sorry, Professor, but he'll endanger the mission and Yeah, I was the one to give the train station a new sunroof pal. No, you were the one who stabbed Rogue through the chest. Scott, why don't you take your little mission and stick it up your Yeah, stick it up your yeah. Yeah. I love how uh, Xavier is. He's basically like, you, you boys. Yeah, he's trying to nip it in the bud. Get your shit together. Then, uh-oh, something's wrong with Cerebro. <laughs> Professor X has a migraine, falls out of his chair, and nobody's there to help him. The door's still closed, too, isn't it? Oh. Oh, Patrick Stewart's got some chest hair. Yeah, he does. <laughs> got a little rug on there. And isn't he now Sir? I do like... Because one thing that always bothers me about the comics is that Cyclops, at the beginning, wore those roomy lenses. Uh-huh. And there was always space between the like they were just glasses. Right. And this one it actually wraps around. And later yeah. versions like of Cyclops will will take from that. And there's not a way for his light to escape out. Right. So Gene realizes what's wrong with Rebro, and even though it's dangerous, 
She's gonna try to use it. down the hall, but it's too late. Now, why does she have such an adverse reaction to Cerebro? Because she's not trained for it, I guess. And I don't think she's really developed her telepathy. Other yet. than giving... Yeah, it's kind of like in the comic, too. Like, she, her telepathy grew over time. Her telekinesis was there the whole time. Gotcha. But... So, of course, we see Mystique. Looks like... I don't, why does she even look like the guard? She's just going to change right back. No, because she... The say the guard Sabretooth killed was waving. Oh, okay. You got had to get past the checkpoint. Yep. Sorry, I looked down for a second. I missed that. Wow, we're already to the final act. This is flying. It is flying. <laughs> oh, and he just got Toad squished. just crushed. I, I I really like this version of Toad. He's so much like I don't know. He's like really actually like a good bad guy. Yeah. Magnificent. I've seen it. I first saw it in nineteen forty nine. I think Magneto's Bluetooth here. Was that around much in 2000? Yes. Okay. Because I do remember my cell phone. I had the Britney Spears Bluetooth. Oh my gosh. Did you say, call me baby one more time? No, but I do remember like getting in the car and sticking it in my ear because it was safer than answering the phone. It's funny that Magneto is both fighting against and becoming what he feared most as a child. Yeah, it's almost like... He's basically saying, like, the world treats mutants like the Nazis treated Jews. But but I'm kind of a mutant fascist. (laughs) Yeah. So he's kind of... I don't know, that dichotomy I've always really liked. Well, it's kind of like, and you treated me this way, so guess what? Right. Like, you created me in a way. Yeah. I feel like this little hologram thing they have is, is something Magneto should have. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, what what's that sweater Storm's wearing? I missed it. It's got a mountain scene on it. It's very like they're very urban cowboy. Yeah. If they have anything they can pick up our jet, they deserve to catch us. And the Blackbird. We had a glimpse of it earlier. Wolverine's very uncomfortable in his latex suit. 
I love how they had one just waiting for him. It was on the mannequin. <laughs> With his, his size and everything? Right. <laughs> Another nod to the comet. Nice. The old yellow and blues. I know June shakes her head like, I can't believe we got away with saying that line. <laughs> that was more of an actress thing than in the story. So we see the, the ball court open up, very also at the comic book. I feel like some of the students are seeing this thing for the very first time. Well, I think they are because, you know, in the beginning, Xavier says, you know, all around is the school, but underneath. He's like, all right, my claws still work. <laughs> I think he was making claw mark or claw holes. In his gloves? Yeah. So how long is this movie? Is it only an hour and a half? Uh, it's an hour 45, it's 102 minutes. Okay, so yeah, that would explain why it feels like it's flying. Yeah. Well, that also we're jibber jabbering. Yeah. All right, so this is it. The X-Men are gonna face off against Magneto. And the Brotherhood of Mutants. Of course, in the comic originally, they were the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which is a very comic booky thing to do, but it kind of didn't fit. Eva. <laughs> it kind of didn't fit Magneto's thinking he was right. I mean, right. you call yourself evil, you can't really say you're doing the right thing. Right. Which has in the movie, and, and that fits more with modern comics as opposed to the 60s where everything was evil. Um, now Magneto is a very complex character. That that looks very fake. Yeah. The jet landing in the water. Norse <laughs> Wolverine gives Cyclops some gruff, just like in the comics. I love it. Yeah, I really don't. I had heard. I don't mind the uniforms in this one. I don't either. They're not awesome, but I don't know what else they could do. Well, and it's funny because. Um, on one of these shows that it gives the behind the scenes. So the scene where they come out and they jump over the that edge of the building, that was actually the first scene I think ever taped. Oh really? And so it's the, and it was the first scene that they <laughs> I love it. I love not only that he sets the metal detector off and that his re- response is to just stab it. Ah middle finger claw. Oh no way I missed yes. it. Yes. He flipped him off? Yes. Ah. And Scott laughed. Yes, he smirks. Then <laughs> Mystique, for whatever reason, decided to be the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. But Wolverine smells her. Uh oh. Wolverine versus Wolverine. Oh, and. <laughs> Mystique makes a kissy face at him. So her claws really cut. <laughs> That's pretty cool where he cuts off her claws. 
and she screams. I wonder if it really it's does It's like her fingers. Yeah, I would think so. Some tone. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's Ray Park, right? I don't know. I think so. Now I this part... This. I thought it was great. I didn't get it. I think Toad was just messing around. I kind of taunting. Toad does a little dance that just doesn't make sense to me. Unless it's just a totally confuser. Yeah, I think he was just talking smack physically. Yeah, it was Ray Park. Jane grunting. Mm -hmm. She's slimed by Slimer. What's funny is that scene I thought was really cool when I first saw it in the movie theater, yeah. and now I don't think it's so cool. And that was pretty cool. I thought that transformation looked better than the one in the helicopter. Yeah. Probably because it was faster. <laughs> I think their fight is pretty amazing. Yeah. It shows Mystique's flexibility in more yeah. than one way. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet fight. She's very acrobatic, too. Is she like that in the comics? Oh, uh, she's she's badass, yeah. Don't move. I don't know if she's quite that, like... The Cyclops shoots the slime off of Jean Grey's face. There's an elevator come up with the lightning. Storm's letting Toad have it. It's like Hurricane Gulf Force. So basically, uh, he haunted a loogie on Jean Grey. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's gotta hurt. Yeah, I love this line that Storm comes up with. That is pretty sweet. She just walks away. Yep. Business done. TCB and... Now, how do you know it's really Logan? I don't know. He's got the little uh, stripes on his side. I forgot about that. Come on. 
We have to regroup. I know, but there's a problem. <laughs> You're not part of the group. I love how um she kind goes of goes through everything like she was recently. Yeah. yeah. Like she has no control over it anymore. But she's got three little claw marks in her stomach. Yeah. Hey, hey. It's me. Prove it. You're a dick. And they accept that as an answer. I love how they've so quickly just come to terms with the fact that they antagonize each other. Yeah. I think, I really think, I don't know if it's, it's probably the writer and the singer, the director, both. Just really, I don't know, they just really nailed that relationship. It's fantastic. Everybody get out of here. What is it? I can't move. <laughs> he knows he's frozen. He feels it in his bones. I think it was actually pretty brilliant here when he does. Push Gene right in front of Cyclops so he can open his eyes. And he took away his, his visor, right? Has he done it already? This is pretty sweet, too, where he makes it where Wolverine would stab himself in the chest. You better close your eyes. Okay, now he steals yeah. his... Yeah, Sabretooth steals his visor. And they crunch it, right? Into a huge copper conductor. I thought you lived in the school. <laughs> That's a pretty good line. Basically, we have a big UN summit at Ellis Island. Manito's going to do his squirrely girly game. So the good senator survived his fall. And the swim to shore. He's become even more powerful than I could have imagined. He's dead. It's true. I saw him fall. Like those people down there would die. Are you sure? There's like hundreds of Secret Service. Yeah. And it's still no match against all the mutants. We get some fireworks. Why do none of you understand what I'm trying to do? Ah, uh, now we start the monologue. You should never monologue. <laughs> right. He just sealed his own fate. Yeah. You do it and then you monologue. Right. Or then it, is it just bragging? Can we hear Rogue yelling? If you were really so righteous, it'd be you in that thing. That's a great line. I think it actually got under Magneto's skin a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. Not enough to stop him. <laughs> no, but enough to irritate him. Right.
Not sure who Rogue is yelling for, but. So Logan sacrifices himself to get free. Because he knows he's going to heal. Right. Looks like Magneto wants Rogue to take some of his power. Yeah, he's going to give it to her. I'm ignoring that. <laughs> and Wolverine gives it the saber tooth. They're in a classic Wolverine saber tooth battle. You know, for the first time they fight on film, it's pretty good. It's on top of the Statue of Liberty. Magneto is uh, forcing Rogue to take his power. I still don't get how his power <laughs> affects that doohickey. And somehow the magnetic forces put it into motion and spread the radiation. It's the best thing I think of. This is great. I love this. I remember when I saw this the first time, about flipped my lid. Where Wolverine uses his claws to spin around and land back on the Statue of Liberty after Sabretooth throws him off. And we get another thing where he j dives through the air and stabs somebody. It works better on the train in the new movie, but I still like it. Wolverine's hanging on by his claws. Happens a lot in the comic book. You owe me a scream. That's very perverted. Of yeah, it was. Bub! Yeah! We got a bub! I like how she uses the angle. That's pretty sweet. And Sabretooth takes the dive. And falls into a boat. Right. Thanks. Don't mention it. <laughs> I kind of want to cycle off to say I won't. <laughs> that would have been better. Stop. Right. Wolverine turning into a team player. Yeah. That's kind of his character arc. Which... This movie is very, definitely very uh, Wolverine-centric. It, it but is. all the X-Men are. Until first class, anyway. So Storm and Jean doing a power combo.
Looks like Wolverine's on a... Yeah, so we get the glow ball again. Magneto stops him. And this is right. He's gonna try to make. Oh no, he doesn't. Oh, that's gotta suck. Then the claws backwards. We see where Rogue gets her white streak from the movie franchise and her hair. Something about this machine is like turning her hair white a little bit. I think it's interesting that this is like visually visual to people. Yes. And the first time you're in the first scene, I thought that was kind of just for our benefit, like as a watcher. how it immediately dissipates if I like I mean I'm not sure if I like it <laughs> like it doesn't slowly fade out it just like uh, the machine breaks and it's all gone Wolverine's there to cut Rogue loose Pulls off her glove. He's gonna give her some healing factor this time. Very noble, but also fulfilling his uh, promise. Yep. I thought that looked really cool. Like, he starts bleeding out everywhere. I was like, he's temporarily losing his healing factor. Right. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Where can that be used? I don't know, but somebody better check out the movie. <laughs> Falling security guard has three claw marks in him, just like Mystique was left off. So I think what happened is Magneto took that kind of glowy, glittery shirt and turned it into his cape. Oh. <laughs> so he's also a fashionista? Yeah, I guess so. So they didn't fly off and leave him there, right? I'll come back. Who, Magneto? Yeah. No, he's in a prison. Well, I know that's where he ends up, but the X-Men just left him. I guess the guards can handle it. Well, unless 
They took him with them. Look at that bearskin rug he's got on his. He's got more body hair than Wolverine in this movie. <laughs> he does have a lot of chest hair. So Wolverine, Wolverine's healing factor is starting to come back. His wounds are healing. Starting to maybe uh, fall for him a little bit. Fantastic. That was a brave thing you did. Did it work? Yeah. She's fine. She took on a few of your more charming personality traits. <laughs> that one. And then Jean laughs about it. She's coming around. I like, how, I like how straightforward he is with in this movie. For, in the comic book, that he beat around that bush for a long time. But uh, you know what? Him being straightforward, it, it seems like his personality. Yes, I agree. But I think some of his personality took a while to develop. Yeah. The Professor X is uh, pointing Wolverine in the right direction. Thank you. Are you going to say goodbye to me? The Mutant Registration Act lost its main components today with the dramatic reversal of Senator Robert Kelly. So until this time, it provided the loudest voice in the cry for mutant registration. I was wrong in this particular issue, and I hope in time... Uh-oh, but wait. He turned into water. And yet... Oh, oh, there. Yellow eyes. Son of a bitch. From many parents' rights groups, the feel threatened by unidentified... So Logan's got his pack, bags packed. This is a rogue having a good time. I think this is touching that Wolverine gives her his dog tags. Yes. What's well, his way of saying, like, I'm going to come back? I'll be back for this. Yeah, right. That's where he says that right there. I had the eyebrow arch. Yes. And like, yeah, I'm taking it. And then we've seen this sign from the school. And then we've seen this awesome cell they keep Magneto in when there's no metal. Doesn't it awaken in the middle of the night? The feeling that someday they will pass that foolish law. 
or one just like it. I'll come for you and your children. Now, what I think is funny is the whole thing's made of glass or plastic, so there's not a metal fitting known to man in there. What do you do when you wake up to that? Yeah, I guess not. So his mattress. He just sleeps on a bed of plastic. I even love how Professor X's wheelchair is made of plastic or glass. Right. So they're uh, philosophizing again to each other. Professor X is still optimistic. Magneto is still pessimistic. Professor X looks pretty dapper in that suit. So we're clearing the way for a sequel. Big sequel. Huge sequel. Actually, quite a bit of loose ends. I mean, I guess they had a good feeling the movie wouldn't bomb. That's why they're gonna make a second one. Just be damned. Oh yeah. Well, they probably had a contract before they ever started producing. Yeah, probably so. So directed by Brian Singer. Bravo. Screenplay by David Hayter. <laughs> Shake them haters off. Uh, story is by Tom DeSanto and Brian Singer. Produced by Lauren Schuler Donner. Is she related to the Superman Donner? I don't know. Huh. I'm missing stuff now. Oh, yeah, Richard Donner was an executive producer. Okay. All right, so there you go. I'd forgotten about that. All right, so, uh, thoughts. What'd you think? Well, I was... Let me turn this down a little bit while we're going. I want you to still be able to hear the, uh, Closing credit music, but um, I want to be able to talk over it too. I was a little worried that after I will say, is yeah, we were doing the mic test yeah. for the episode. I tested it by running the uh, trailer that was on the bonus material, and man, that trailer looked shitty. That was awful. <laughs> like just the way it looked. Like yeah. Not like whether it looked like the plot or whatever, but just like the visual look of it. The typography and it looked, the... Yeah, just oh, and the way they cut it together. It looked like crap. And I, I turned to you and I said, is this movie going to suck? Like, I don't... I, I remember loving it. I've loved it, like, ever since it's been out. But for a minute there, I just had a slight panic, like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to hate this. Well, and when you said that, I had the same thought, like... Well, it was cool back then, but... Right, but will it hold up? Right. That's, that's really the question you have to ask. I think every movie, but especially genre movies, and I think in a lot of ways this this movie went beyond, it superseded the genre. Right. It was a, just a good movie. It was also a comic book movie, but... Right. But it is still a genre film. You can't deny that. Well, and it very much and, had comic book... Oh yes, yes, a lot. Yeah. But um, but I feel like 
contrary to the to slight panic I had when uh we watched the trailer, I feel like mostly this stood up really well. I agree. Uh, and even like effects wise, I feel like there were one or two things that looked bad. The scene where the blackbird lands at the yeah, Statue of Liberty, totally. that looked horrible. It looked like it didn't even go through post. <laughs> like, like it looked just straight up like the CGI-est of the CGI. And I still am not sure if there's a better way to do Cyclops's power. I do agree it doesn't look as cool as I remember it, but I don't really know what the other options are. But I think they, if I remember correctly... I guess it can the, be more solid like in the comic book. Right, but, but I think by the next movie, they actually... His eyes were a whole lot cooler. Okay. By the well, next maybe movie. by episode 75 or 100, we'll, uh, we'll do this again for X2. Okay. So, and I'll plan farther ahead and get everybody else involved. Right. Um, but no, but I thought... I thought the movie as a story held up really well. And I thought most of the effects, probably 85, 90% of the effects held up pretty well. Yeah, and I think this was actually a good way to introduce everybody. Because oh, yeah. Because I feel like you, they, even though they introduced, technically for a first movie, they introduced a ton of characters. Yes, but they, they did. still, well, they didn't get involved in the background behind each one. They gave you enough about them. Right. To know that what their powers were, what's their relationship to each other. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that. All right, so let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the characters. Um, you feel like the movie was cast well? Oh, I agree. I think it was cast. You agree that you feel. <laughs> Sorry, I agree that it was cast well. Yes, it I was. think you're going to say that it was casted well. Yes, I will overall. Um, anybody you didn't like? Well, I don't like Jean Grey, but I really? don't like her character. Okay, I thought I thought Famke, I never say her name right. Famke Jensen. I thought she did a really good job, though. No, she does do a good job. I just I don't like that character to begin <laughs> with. I have issues with that character. Right. Um, I just I, I that character in general drives me nuts. Yeah. All right, that's fair just, enough. Just as a woman, like she she's playing both sides of the fence. Yes. He's kind of wishy-washy with, with Cyclops and Wolverine. Yeah. And that, to me, is very... It's weak. Well, see, and I was going to say... Because I thought she was really well-developed. I don't. I didn't remember feeling the first few times I saw this, but this time I really felt tonight... I felt like Storm was really underutilized overall. She had a couple of scenes where she got to use her powers... But she wasn't as strong of a character as I remember, and definitely not as strong of a character as she is in the comic book. Well, and she's one of the alpha characters in the comic. Yeah, and and it's weird because I kind of feel like Mystique was the same way. Well, see, I feel like she was so much. See, I think she got a lot of. Like she was time. like villain number two. I thought. Oh, I. Do you think Sabretooth was? No, if I had to rank the three characters who. It, it would be Storm, Sabretooth, and Mystique. Storm being the the bottom, then Sabretooth, then Mystique. Just because I feel like Mystique 
You know, it's like, oh, this is my, you know, Magneto refers to her as his right hand woman. Right. But then she doesn't do anything really other than, you know, she pops up as Bobby. Right. And she pops up here and there as other people. But then she she goes toe to toe with Wolverine. She does, but I, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like it was the one character that they just didn't they kind of left it to your imagination her backstory okay cuz in theory they explained everybody's backstory I did not I don't storms was not well, really no, mentioned no but that's why she's ranked at the bottom yeah and Sabretooth they don't really get anything on him no that's again why <laughs> he's ranked at the bottom but, like, they touch on Xavier's past. They touch on Jean's past, Scott's past. I mean, they kind of. You touch, think so? I don't. They what, kind of. Okay, what are they when really I say about they touch on their past, they touch on their relationship past. Yes. Yeah. Like, they came together and they found comfort in each other right. and blah, 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 blah. But you get diddly squat of that with Storm, okay. Sabretooth, and Mystique. Okay. Well, I feel like, all right, so let's talk about that, though. Do you think that's writing or acting? Because Mystique, played by a model, doesn't do a whole lot, I don't think. I, I haven't seen her in much. Maybe she's, if she's in movies, it's not the kind of movies I watch. Um, Tyler Maine, who played Sabretooth, who, you know, by the time the movie was over, I still don't think he's as cool as a whip driver, but he, he did a pretty good job. He did a good um, job, but I think but he, I don't really recognize him for much either. So I don't know like how much of an actor's actor he is. Well, I just think this saber tooth, this version of saber did not have was, much personality. No, it was growl and make dog like faces. Right. But, but but Halle Berry is an Oscar winner. Right. And so I I feel like you can't. I mean, you think she did the role well, or what? She do you think she like just oh. wasn't given enough to work with, or do you think know. she mailed it in? I guess that's kind of my question. No, I don't think. I will say the first time I saw this, it took me a while to realize it actually was Halle Berry. Oh yeah. And maybe it was the hair, maybe because it's white and it's long, and Halle right. Berry usually has short hair, but it wasn't until the next movie that I realized it was actually Halle Berry. Really. Yeah. Uh, I don't think and, any guy made that mistake. Uh, that was back when she was like at the height of being uh, super hot. Yeah. As a girl I didn't care. But <laughs> I don't think she nailed I don't think she nailed the character till the second movie. Okay. Well, I don't really remember. I've seen the second one. You know it's funny because I had to say in theory the second one's my favorite, but I haven't seen it as many times as the first one. So yeah, I don't know. I don't have any of them, so... Yeah. Well, it, now you weird. have the first two. Right. I never bought the third one because I didn't like it. I'll probably rewatch it eventually the for the podcast. Is... Plus, I want to see it now because of the references from the Wolverine movie. What's the third one? Remind That's me again. X-Men, X-United, Scott Beast, and... That's where they all... They... they, they um. Someone comes up with a way to take away mutant powers. Yeah. So there's a struggle of like, okay, some of the X-Men want to get rid of their powers and be normal. I actually kind of enjoyed that movie. Uh, It was too much going on. But I'm wondering, I don't know, if my opinion of it would be the same. 
when it came out, I hated it. But we'll have to watch it again. Yeah, I actually I found it the psychology of that one. Right. Very intriguing. The fact that, you know, this antidote sort of comes about. And so mutants who are tired of being persecuted are willing to give it right. up. But then... No, that's a good storyline. And that's yeah. that is written very well in the comics. I just didn't think the execution of it was very good in uh, my memory. But I, I have not seen that one since it was in the theater. Okay. So... I, that's not one I've I've gone back to rewatch at all. <laughs> so, gotcha. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, anything else you want to talk about? No, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Did you really? Uh, what did you think? Or did you even notice really like the soundtrack, the score? Well, I always notice the score. Okay, right, so what do you think of it? I like it. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I think it fit very much that sort of mix of like we want it to be slightly dramatic and yet comic booky, right? So I kind of feel like I'd had a good mix of. And we completely rolled over who did it. Let me see real fast because I didn't want to give that credit. Um... It should say on IMDb, right? One would think. All cast and crew. Original music by Michael Kamen. What else did he do? He's done... He's known for Lethal Weapon, Iron Giant, Die Hard. Good job, Michael. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. So... Um, the plot. What do you think of the plot? Oh, overall, I think this was a great movie. I do too. Like, I think it was a great way to introduce the characters into a movie setting. Yes, I agree, and I feel like most of the people nailed it. Um, since we are a Wolverine podcast, I would just say the first time I saw this. And every subsequent time I've seen it, including this one, I just, I, if there's anybody else out there that can do as good of a job as Jackman at Wolverine, I don't know who it is. I can't imagine it. I feel like he, in all the right ways, just embodies Wolverine. As far as how he could be in a real life actor movie. Right. No, I think Jackman does an amazing job of that balancing act of being soft and yet smartassery and right. tough. He's, like, and he's a badass, but he's noble. He's mysterious, but he's honorable. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just and the insight of him like being indestructible, but still like it hurting yeah. both physically and in ter- like emotionally, like right. the struggle of that. I just, I don't know. He brings a lot of pathos and a lot of gravitas to the role that, you know, I think we've talked about this. I think when we did our brief review of the, of the new Wolverine movie that eventually they're going to have to replace him. And I really think the key is they're just, they're going to have to find someone that approaches the character differently. Yes. Like if someone just tries to carry on like the Jackman Wolverine, it's not gonna it'll happen. suck. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, as a Wolverine podcast and and seeing Wolverine for the first time on film, 
I did have the podcast back in 2000, obviously, but I was still a huge Wolverine fan. You know, he's always been my favorite character, and I just remember being blown away by the portrayal on the screen. Right. The Jackman did of Wolverine, and, and and kind of the Loganness of his character in this movie was very... Yes. I mean, because he really was only in quote-unquote uniform for, like, the third act, the climax. Right. Other than that, he was just dressed as, as a Logan. Right. And But the Wolverine on his dog tag was a nice touch. Well, and I, I liked his leather jacket that had the three I love that jacket. I remember uh, Ray, who I tried to actually get come on for tonight, um, used to have a jacket almost exactly like that when we worked in uh, JCPenney. So. Wait, did you ever try to steal it? Oh, no. Ray's like way taller than me and way bigger than me. It would have it would have swamped me. Yeah, so I was not gonna lie, a little disappointed there wasn't more for us to kind of pick at and make fun of. So yeah, this episode probably won't be as funny maybe as I was kind of hoping it would be, but I hope it was still entertaining. Yeah. So are we giving it a yeah? Claw let's give rating? it. Let's give it a claw rating. Uh, what are you gonna go with? I'm gonna go with the high two claws. Okay. Because it gave me two middle finger claws (laughs) and it gave me one middle finger claw to cyclops and that was all i needed to make me happy yes that was pretty awesome so yeah i give it a very high two claws all right well i'm gonna give it uh my rating of course i didn't have a claw rating back then but if i would have i would have given it three when i originally saw it and i'm gonna still give it three out of three claws i just thought you know the the big the evil evil villain scheme was a little iffy. It was as, a hair hokey. As far as Magneto, I like, tried to turn everybody into mutants, and, and I, I quite and the way his power worked with that, I still like you. I'm a little confused by that, but I thought the acting was the characters were nailed, the relationship between the characters were nailed, and there was a lot of good action. Good, the fight yeah. scenes were good. Well choreographed, they fit the characters. Even the posing, like when Toad moved, he looked like Toad. When Storm floated up the elevator shaft, right? Like it was a Storm type pose. And I don't know. I just thought it was very well written, very well directed, very well acted. So I'm going to give X Men from 2000 three out of three claws. So, um, all right, well, I know this is going to be a long episode and there's not really a whole lot of room to edit because, you know, I want your your movie experience if you're watching with us to be the same, kind of be on track with us. So I won't really have a chance to really take anything out. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, next time will be something. <laughs> probably after this will be uh, the next uh, Digital Wolverine episode. I was going to say, probably the next Digicom, right? Yeah. So chapter seven of Wolverine, Japan's Most Wanted. Also in the chamber will be, uh, this is one thing I want to mention. Uh, the first August episode for the current books will probably be a little behind schedule because we're doing this kind of instead. We'll probably still try to record some this week, but with the digi- with the Digicom episode has to be done. And so the other stuff might get done a little bit slower. So if that's slow coming out, I apologize, but I hope this episode makes up for that. And then also, uh, the next couple of weeks, we'll do another uh, flashback episode. So, um, 
that's what's coming down the line. So real quick, um, our normal plugs, um, you can leave an iTunes review, help spread the word of the show. Uh, if you just want to go to the website for show notes or whatever, it's snickcast.podbean.com. Please like the Facebook page and be a part of that community. Uh, you can search for the podcast that goes snicked on Facebook or the URL is facebook.com slash snicked podcast fan page. You can email questions, comments, or theories if you're listening to the regular comic episodes. That's snickcast at yahoo.com and our Twitter is at snickcast. Alright, well, this has gone on long enough. Let's get out of here. Um, any closing thoughts? Alright, well it's a great movie. If you haven't watched it, I hope you watched it with us. If you didn't, go back and watch it again. It's worth uh, revisiting. So, um, alright, well until next time, hugs and snicks, and happy birthday to the podcast. Happy birthday! Yay me. (laughs) And big number 50. So, alright, cool. Well, bye guys. Bye.